Welcome back, Bolt fam, to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour Podcast. Colin Appel, Miles Raruka here. We are your co-host. Chargers coming off a big win in Atlanta, 20-17. We're going to talk all about it. But first, how are you doing, man? How is your how's your Victory Monday treating you? I was about to say, man, it's Victory Monday, dude. You can't you cannot be upset about Victory Monday. So, um, I had a pretty boring Victory Monday. I had some class. I had had some some napping going on. It was I didn't really do much, but hey, fuck, it's it's about the morale that I'm feeling. So I'm feeling good, man. How about yourself? Yeah, man, doing good. Uh, always. It's just always easier to jump back into whether it's a work week, school week, whatever your your nine to five is at the moment. It's just easier to jump back into on Mondays when when you're coming off a, a Chargers dub. So, yeah, man, not not too much to complain about. Um, pretty chill day of work, and uh, yeah, just soaking in the the victory. Yeah, for sure, man. No, no complaints over on this side. So, yeah. Well, good stuff, man. Um, Chargers. I mean, it it wouldn't be a Chargers game or win without it coming down to the wire, and that's exactly what yesterday ended up being. We're gonna get into all of it, but just, I mean, oh, and real quick here, I'm gonna, let me pump the brakes real quick. One sec. What do you uh? Let's let's start it off this way. What you drinking, and do you have an icebreaker for me? Shit, man, you can't just put me on the spot for an icebreaker. Um, I I'm I'm putting you on the spot. I didn't know if you had one stored away. I definitely. If you don't, that's totally okay. I was about to say. Let's just talk about um, what I'm drinking. Victory Monday. You know, it's time to celebrate, but for me, it's also time to recover from the weekend. I got a good old agua here in my. And my Chargers oh, flask. I know. I literally could just go downstairs and grab a beer, but I'm going to be quite honest with you. This water was sitting here, and I don't feel like getting up. So I'm just going to roll with all water today. And fuck it, why not? That's so. all right. I've been there. Um, myself, I'm back on the, the White Claw train. Not, not the White Claw surfs, just the regular, the OG Claw. Yeah. I got That's a watermelon right. here with me. It's... That's all that I have left. I have two watermelons in my fridge. Um, I drank a lot like this past week. Just felt like I went to the store at least like three or four times to get like either a 12 pack or a six pack. And they never lasted longer than a day. So we're getting to the end of this pack of White Claws. So I thought I'd, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a perfect excuse to kill the rest of the pack. So. Yeah, got a claw here with me, and I'm ready to talk some Chargers football. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, I'm I'm more excited about talking about this than I was figuring out something to drink. So we're just gonna roll with it. Um, if it makes you feel better, I was drinking a Mountain Dew earlier, so we can go with that as well. So, all right, that's a step up. I'd rather just talk. I'd rather just talk ball than worry about what I'm gonna go get to drink. So, all right, well, let's do that, man. Um, uh, give me. I mean, what what are your initial reactions, instant thoughts? Um you know, just of the game in general and where was your, uh, where was your mindset at while you're watching it unfold? So actually I have to be quite honest with you guys. Um, I know I texted you yesterday. I, for the first time in years, I did not watch the full game yesterday. Um, I really only watched a majority of the second half, but you know, I was feeling pretty rough yesterday morning. That noon, that noon kickoff was killing me. I was awake. I was following it on ESPN. I was following it on Twitter. I mean, I was live tweeting about stuff that I was, you know, some people were saying what was going on and I was looking at highlights and stuff like that. But yeah, that first half, that first half, you know, I was just kind of more of a mindset where it was like, I don't really know if I want to deal with the stress of watching a Chargers football game today. And then I snapped out of it. I watched a majority of the second half, but dude, huge win, man. Like, I don't know. I think, like, yesterday was definitely a big morale booster than where we left off uh, going into the bye week after that loss against Seattle. Um, I'm feeling pretty good about – 
I mean, I'm feeling, I shouldn't say pretty good, but I'm feeling a lot better about this team after that win yesterday. Yesterday was just a, a gritty ass win in the NFL against a team that does things that we struggle with very well as in running the ball and shit. We got stops when we, we got stops when we needed them and we moved the ball when we needed to on offense and gritty ass win, man. It's a great win for this team for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it is insane. I mean, I think we get reminded of it every NFL season, but I mean, and multiple times throughout a season, but it's, it really is insane. Like how, how much things can, can shift just after one game, you know, the vibes uh, of of the team of, of where the team might be headed and just, you know, I think it's human nature, uh, especially fan nature, just to look ahead, you know, schedule, you know, three, four weeks down the road, kind of see what's coming up and, you know, I think I mean we talked about it on the on the pregame show, right? Like there was I mean, and it still could happen. I mean, again, not trying to be a negative person here, but just you guys are always gonna get a realist out of me. Um, whether that's for good or, or for worse, that's just kind of who I am as a fan. I, I like to kind of keep it neutral and not be too high or too low. Um, but the vibes going into this game were were not great. I mean, we're we're talking, you know, this could get ugly fast if they don't win this week. Just looking at the schedule coming up, you know, this is really the kind of the stretch of this schedule to really take advantage of. And looking back, I mean, what did we say after the uh, after the really ugly Jags loss? You know, we we said, hey, there's a six week stretch here before we have to play Kansas City again, and all of these are. are very winnable games and I would go five in, weeks, but yeah, six weeks for sure. Yeah, and that well, this would be the sixth sixth week coming up against oh, the okay. Niners and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. back to or yeah, back to playing Kansas City. Uh, the Chargers so far over the first five weeks of that six game stretch have gone four and one. And I mean, one really ugly showing and that Seahawks loss, but you have to really give credit to everyone that we've kind of been, you know, I don't want to say down on this year, but skeptical of at times, the, the, the staff, um, the personnel, you know, just the the overall decision-making process from this club. I, I think you have to tip your hat to them. I know as a fan, it's, it's frustrating at times, and this team brings out the worst in us a lot, <laughs> which, oh. like, I'm guilty of that a hundred times over, but I mean, looking back on this stretch, they've played, I don't want to say great football because it's definitely been a mix of, of good and bad, but it's been good enough. You know, they've, they've taken care of business against the teams they should beat. That has not been the story of the Los Angeles chargers the last couple of seasons. So, um, it doesn't get any easier on the stretch that we have coming up, but I think this is a great halfway point really officially in the season to um to really just like where where the team's at currently. I mean, I know there's still issues and things that need to be addressed and whatever, but all, all in all, man, I I am thrilled with the outcome of the game yesterday. Yeah, no, for sure, man. It's it's like the, you know, there's there's the meme where it's like the the Chargers fan circle and it's you get your expectations up, you disappoint um, they start, right. you get your expectations back up and it just keeps going around and shit, man, we were, uh, we were rock bottom going into that bye week. I think not, maybe not necessarily rock bottom, but I know you and I both had a glimmer of hope, but overall the negatives were just building up too high. And, you know, I think that dude, especially a game against the four and four Falcons team, you know, that really shouldn't be like that massive of a win, but I just think for the morale of this team right now, that was a ginormous win yesterday i mean and especially to get it done dude just the, just the way that it got done in charger fashion you know we bring in a kicker who was signed to the team i saw i think popper tweeted cameron dicker was on his way to a country concert when he got the call from his agent about yo when can uh, you mariah we, mariah carey no, not mariah carey no, mariah carey uh, it is uh the carrie underwood carrie underwood, carrie underwood. it was yeah on his way to a carrie underwood concert uh, got a call from his agent. He said, I'll be at the airport an hour and a half. And 
walk-off field goal in Atlanta in his first game as a Charger, man. Like, yeah, you just love you love to see a win that way. And dude, like gritty wins. We obviously have two very very ugly losses on our schedule, but Chargers are five and one in one possession games this year. When the hell have we yeah. ever been able to say that in the past? That was a stat I was hoping you would you would say because yeah I saw that today and it really is I mean I had to go back and like actually fact check it because I didn't believe it just from seeing it fresh off of Twitter and did you see uh was yeah, it was it T Dub football's man. tweet that you saw I think so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's the exact one that I saw and I was like there's actually no way and then I kind of went back and thought and I was like. When the hell yeah. have we ever been able to say we are five and one in one possession games in ever yeah. as a Chargers fan? So, fuck, man. And I honestly, think- like, it, just as crazy of a of a thought is when you when you realize that two of the three losses have just been like blowout losses because that has never really happened. I mean, it happens every once in a blue moon, maybe once a season for most teams. Worst teams, maybe more than once a season, but. To have two just like duds, like to only have three losses and one of them being like a really highly competitive uh, primetime game against Kansas City, mm-hmm. and the other two just being complete like, thank God the Jags beat the Raiders yesterday because that that Jaguars loss is just was getting well, uglier and uglier. And you gotta and you gotta look, dude. Seahawks are kind of legit right now. Seahawks are no, they're yeah, not kind of no, legit. The like, Seahawks are very legit. We still look horrible that game. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, you can't look back more that and say that's a that bad loss. We did. Yeah, we had more fight in that game than we did in the Jacksonville game for sure. I mean, to at least keep it in two scores. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, man, the the, the vibes are. I think they're good again. Um, and. I'll just leave it at that. I don't want to say for now. I don't Colin doubted us this weekend, guys. Colin doubted I did. us. I did. And actually, as I was watching the game, I I was like saying to myself, I'm like, just please like prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Please, please, guys, prove me wrong. And they did. And um, you know, I just didn't think I just thought, hey, out of all the games that seemed like a Charger and we were kind of just coming off one too before the bye week against Seattle, but this just had all the makings to me of a, a classic Chargers letdown, and I'm so glad that that wasn't the case. You know they they have to figure out how to get off to better starts in football games if they want to win uh, a lot more of them because I think this whole getting down by double digits in the first quarter yep. act is just like they're they're asking to to shoot themselves in the foot. At some Shit, point, um, I, I mean, no, maneuvered out of it a yeah. bunch, but it's just like, man, like, can we get a solid start to a game here? And uh, but no, I think I tweeted at some point during the game, like they're showing a lot of fight and grit. And after those first two, three drives, I mean, it was easy just to be like, what the fuck is this? Like, they're not ready. They came out of the bye, not knowing their head from their ass. Like, it, this is not good. And it just one drive at a time, one play at a time, they clawed their way back. They fought their way back to an even game. They even took the lead and it went back and forth for a little bit. But look, as much as, and I'm, I'm not saying that I know how some people feel about Staley and I know the majority feel about him a different way, which is in a positive light. But for the people that have really come after Staley this season, and I don't think that's us. I think we've kind of been critical at times, like a lot of people have. But we've been we've overall, been critical think, when it was we've been critical when it's been appropriate to be critical, but not like overall critical. Yeah, no, we haven't called for his head by any means, or, no. or you know, ask asking the Spanos to fire him. It, it's I think yeah, I think it's good good criticism, like most people have had. I think the severe side of that end of the spectrum is really kind of quiet right now. When you, when you step, when you zoom out and look at what Staley has done in close games in finding ways to win, that's really like who we wanted as a coach. We wanted someone to change the culture of losing all these really close one score games, 
heartbreak games, you know, down to the minute, down to the wire. And he's really kind of reversed that. You know, we how many times in the past would this game would we be on the other side of this game? You know, watching the yeah, Falcons like a, kick a yeah. fucking chip shot field goal to win it, you know, as as time expires due to a dumbass turnover or penalty or whatever. Um, it just feels good to be on, on the other other side of it. And I think you really have to give Staley his props. Even if you don't like him, even if you're not sold on Staley, I think you have to give him his flowers and say, hey, I don't love everything you do, but we're five and three. And, and um, you know, I think once we get some guys back, we can really start to hopefully look like how a lot of fans envision this team to look like at the beginning of the year. Yeah, man, a hundred percent, dude. Like I, especially right now, I feel like I know I'm guilty of every once in a while, like we have a really ugly loss, especially going into buy where, you know, you, your emotions get the best. You're just like, well, shit, like something's got to change. Like, I don't know if it's Staley. I don't know if our personnel is just not there. Like, we just look horrible. Like this season's a wash. And then we get a big win like that. And now suddenly I'm like, let's fucking run this thing. Like, let's, let's, let's do what we've been meant to do. I definitely am guilty of that sometimes, but to be fair, we almost chargered yesterday. We almost chargered, but then the Falcons falconed when that, you know, the whole Austin Eckler fumble. And then I don't know, it wasn't Grady Jarrett, but the Falcons defender just dropped the ball Dude, what a hilarious play that was. That ended up helping us in our favor, but shit, that was that was close to us fucking it up big time. Yeah, I, uh, it was funny seeing Herbert put the fear of God, and I, I don't know who, who that Falcons defender was, but he just, like, Herbert gave him a look, and he, like, fumbled the ball. It was so funny. Um, I, I was seeing some memes today on Twitter of, I think it was the... Bengals game last year his hit on was it Jesse Bates uh yeah I don't remember who but I know which one I know what you're talking about yeah and someone had had uh responded with that like in in a gif form and uh I just thought that that was that was great um Herbert's a big dude man I would not want to get tackled by him I know he's a quarterback but dude's like 6'5 200 plus like that's a it's a solid human being um, coming at you, but yeah, man, that that play. Oh my god! I think like my my instant thought was just the whole Marlon McCree incident against New England in, in 06 in the playoffs. I'm like, wow, uh, that's some some good juju on our side. I don't know what we did to reverse that, but yeah, man, um, seeing that ball come out and then seeing, I, I think, was it Sawyer? I thought it was fire. Uh, Sawyer, Sawyer Filer, maybe. Someone jumped on it, and I don't know. I'm oh, gonna go man, watch the, it again because it's funny. The sigh yeah. of relief I had when we recovered it was just like, oh, because they would have had the ball in midfield with like 30 seconds left still to go down, make two passes, and and hit their game winner. So huge play at just, of course, with these two teams playing at the, like the most insane time that it could happen. Um, with everything on the line, but bounces our way. We recover uh, a big Josh down or Josh down, Josh Palmer pass down the field, gets us back in a field goal range and sets up the game winner for Cameron Dicker. I think this is an appropriate time since I just mentioned him to transition to uh, some key players of the game. Josh Palmer, you know, got to give him his flowers. Eight catches, 106 yards, average 13, um, and 13 per catch, a little over 13 yards per catch. So I think, I mean, I know Austin Eckler is is the stud on, on this offense right now, but Josh Palmer really had a fun game yesterday. Uh, I think – looking at the final stat line, I was surprised to see him be over a hundred yards. And the more I thought about it, 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 I feel like he kind of had a rough game for having a hundred yards, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah. You know, he had some drops. There was times where he, like I was seeing people on Twitter calling him out and just like, who, you know, 
I don't know about Josh Palmer. Uh, you know, m- maybe you guys were too high on him, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but kid came through, man, and, and it's clear that Justin Herbert trusts him, can go to him as a, as a target. I mean, when everyone else on this offense is basically, I mean, Michael Bandy, Richard Rodgers, who didn't even have a reception, Sonya Michelle, even DeAndre Carter and Gerald Everett. I mean, it's just a tough band of, of guys to work with. So to see him kind of rely and lean on Josh Palmer told me a lot yesterday. Yeah, and I think a lot of Palmer's success. I'm happy that you brought up Josh Palmer because I know that especially on Twitter, you know, Colin was getting into it on Twitter a little bit yesterday, and there was definitely some mixed feelings on Palmer's games, you know, what was – what was uh actual yards right. versus what was you know when it didn't really matter and like the eye, like the, the eye test yeah and just like taking everything into account i mean even his stats like i just don't i think stats always tell a big part of the story but not the entire story um because we do it we do it the opposite way when it's when it's the the other way around when when someone has a, a nice game but they don't show up in the stat book um very big or you know they just don't mm-hmm. they have a quietly g- good game right uh we talk about that and i think i think we should like keep it fair on the other end and be like hey if a guy has if a guy has a terrible game but has one catch for 75 yards to the house like i'm not saying that's what josh palmer did yesterday by any means but it also like there's more to the story than just his final stat line and yeah uh, no i thought yeah. i thought josh palmer had a good game I'm not saying he played bad or anything like that i just think from the from the eye test there were some more growing pains there that's it that's all yeah no i i, I that's why i'm happy that you brought up josh palmer especially because you gotta then you gotta take into account you know with the lack of depth in this receiver room could if another guy was put in that position he might have done just as well as josh palmer um but still got to give him his flowers where it counts you know Got the big play before the field goal to get us in the position. Um, you know he looked he looked more comfortable as the game went on, and I think I think that's a great way to to describe his game yesterday. Is you know I think if you if you took just his like it was a tale of two halves for him. If you just took just his first half and then him getting into a groove in the second half and really kind of becoming that first go to option for for Herbert. Um, like they're two different, almost two different games inside of a game. So, uh, that's why I, I was tweeting that no. and, and mentioned that. And I just, I also didn't want people to do, and again, I'm not telling you how to fan, fan however the fuck you want, but I've noticed that as Charger fans, what we like to do is really overhype players to a point where if they're not performing to their level of hype, then they shit on them and trash them and it's like oh these guys fucking suck they're terrible uh what happened to these it's like dude that was your whatever hype in your head that you created for this player off of one good game or two good games and then they they don't have it for one week or two you know like this is the nfl man like there's going to be games that you go off and there's going to be games where like you're playing really good defenses like they know how to, to prepare for you to scheme against you and so it's just – it's totally week by week, game by game. So I was just, I guess, more so trying to get in front of that um, bullet. Yeah, of, no, I hey, – let's not – yeah. I don't – yeah, let's I know. Not. I know exactly. It's the, it's the exact same fans that were coming for Justin Herbert's neck after three games with broken rib cartilage, and he wasn't throwing for 320 yards a game and four touchdowns. Like – that's your yeah. own expectations that you set for him. We know what he's capable of. And dude, Justin, dude, Justin Herbert balled yesterday. The only pick, again, going back on Josh Palmer, that was a brutal drop. I actually just looked up the stats because drops have kind of been killer. Josh Palmer had that one that led to a pick yesterday. We've seen, you know, the number of turnover worthy throws that Justin Herbert actually has this year is probably like three. But yet he has does he have four or five picks now? On the he's got five. I think he's I got think five. He five. Which is still, which is still fault. towards, yeah, which is still towards the bottom of the league, like by a long yeah. shot. 
So, you know, he's on like, pace for like about ten, which I think would be a career low. Yeah, like and or at least and high Justin, a career low. And Justin Herbert's one of those quarterbacks that, with his arm talent, he's he's gonna make risky throws into tight windows and stuff. And sometimes that just sometimes defenders make good plays on the ball. You know, he's not gonna sit back and always take the take the easy throw because he has the ability to you know do better than that so but yeah I don't he balled out yesterday uh Palmer had a bad drop led to the pick Everett had a bad drop on a or it was on the opening possession of the second half um I just the massive massive drop there I just looked it up we are top we're number eight in the league in drops from receivers right now um not sure if that's updated from yesterday but uh we're number eight Eckler had a drop Eckler, yeah, Eckler had one bad one, but still, dude, Herbert, yeah. like, dude, just, I just, like, I love going and watching, like, people post the highlights of the all 22 angles of Justin Herbert's throws, and, like, he, it, it's, like, he makes at least five just absolutely ridiculous throws a game, and sometimes in live time, you're just, like, well, that, I mean, that was nothing, that was nothing special, and then right. you see, like, the yeah, angles dude. of the windows that this dude could fit it in, it's, like, holy shit, like, how is that possible? Yeah. And I know that's like probably one reason why non or like anti Charger and and Herbert like people on Twitter probably have grown to like get really annoyed of Herbert, but it's just like it just it is what it is. Like yeah, you can be annoyed that every beat writer and and uh, and you know TV personality just is enamored over Justin Herbert and the way he, he throws uh, in some of these passes that he makes. Like, you know, Dan Orlovsky posts them pretty much every week. Brian Baldinger, uh, you know, other NFL personalities on Twitter. But it's it's just, it's what you get. Like, what you see is what you get. Like, he makes, like you said, four to five insane throws every game. And also... And- Sorry, just like, real quick. I just want to cut 43. in real quick. Oh, sorry. Go yeah. for it. Thir- 30 for 43. Sorry, but just before I forget to say this, because I remember this earlier, and I don't want to forget to say that. Fuck Emmanuel Acho, dude. That dude is a bum. Oh, Emmanuel dude, we don't Acho. even need to talk about him. He oh, my God. Deserve, he doesn't even deserve our, our airspace, because that dude is just trolling at this point. He better be, because, dude, that dude is a fucking idiot. But he has whatever. to. He knows it, and it's like, hey, man, if it, whatever, like, if you want to troll, and if that increases your social media interaction and whatever, if that helps you in your career, cool, man. But it's yeah. just, it's, it's just lies. It's just propaganda at this point. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you could line up probably fifty NFL fans that really, like, regardless of who their their team is. 50 NFL fans that are into the fantasy league uh, world and they just know ball. I would bet my left nut and all the money in my bank account that at least 45 of them, if you asked them, hey, you can have Tua or Herbert for the next 10 years, I would willing to bet everything I own and know that at least 45 of the 50 would take Herbert. Hands Dude, if, and the other, if- and the five that picked Tua, like – know the least amount of ball dude if you gave herbert Jalen waddle and tyreek hill bro justin herbert might have 50 touchdowns right now like if you gave him the weapons that dude, miami oh has surrounded tua with oh my god because dude it's day in, it's day it's sorry not day in but week in and week out like tua's underthrows Jalen waddle or underthrows tyreek hill and makes it like a jump ball for him when herbert would just fuck we don't need to get into that but yeah herbert Herbert, 30 for 45 or 43 yesterday, 245 touchdown pick. That was not his fault. I feel like Herbert's really just not getting his flowers this year just because on the stat sheet, obviously his his stats are definitely down a little bit. They're going to be when you're missing, when you have a banged up O-line, you're missing your wide receiver one, wide receiver two, tight end one. Um, Like, but he's doing, he's making throws that is winning games right now. Well, won that game yesterday and, at the end of the day, because apparently winning's a quarterback stat, um, according to half the people in the league, according to the two dick writers. But at the end of the day, he's doing what he needs to do in this offense to get us in the end zone and get us points and win these games. So you really, you got to love it, dude. 
I think he's starting to, to kind of be a little bit of his, of his uh, like back to his yes. regular self. I definitely, think, definitely saw that I think yesterday. There's enough comfortability there with the ribs now that he he's, you know, he's looking. I mean, not that he hasn't been looking downfield, but um, yeah, he just looks more like himself. And and um, yesterday, I think was kind of the first game that I've been able to see him and be like, oh wow, that that he he looks like the ribs are aren't affecting him as much as they were those first couple of weeks post injury. So yeah, man, I. Look, I, I looking at the schedule coming up for the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm excited. I'm really excited for this team. They are capable of being seven and three when it's all said and done after these next two weeks, um, or they could be five and five. And either way you spin it, um, I think I think the Chargers are, are in a good spot. I just numbers x's and o's wise um looking at their schedule who they have left i mean look it's already this this next weekend is going to be november 13th i mean it's it's starting to get late it's starting to get a little late i know we're kind of halfway through so we have a few more weeks to really kind of figure out how the second half of the season is going to go but um yeah man i mean like 49ers, Chiefs, those are going to be two really tough games. Could go either way. Um, but then you got the Cardinals, Raiders, um, Colts. The Rams haven't looked that good at all, really. Um, the Broncos again. So um, they keep doing what they're doing, what they're doing, um, and beating teams that they should beat. Yeah, uh, I I think this is I mean this is still a playoff team, and at this point I think it would it's going to take a pretty decent collapse for them to not make it. Yeah, um, you know these next two weeks are going to tell a lot about this team. It's going to tell not only are we going to make the offs, but like are we going to be able to maybe even make a run, you know, and, and obviously it's to the point of the season, you definitely just want to be focused on making the playoffs, you know, not too worried about making, whether we can make a run or not right now, but like it's, it's a loaded AFC, like looking at the East. I mean, you got three teams that are three, six win teams. And then the last place of the Patriots who were five and four, like the East is legit. I think the East is what we thought the West was going to be in the AFC. You yeah. know, it's just four teams all above 500. Uh, you know, I think the Bills and the Dolphins are the scariest out of that division. But the Jets, man, the Jets are playing really good defense. They're really well coached. And, um, like, they man. just beat the Bills this weekend. Dude, like, the, just insane. Imagine, so, dude, imagine if the Jets had, like, Justin Herbert. <laughs> Because Zach Wilson oh, is imagine, the only yeah. thing holding that team back. Zach Wilson sucks so much, but yeah, which no, makes you like those questions make you kind of realize, like, man, what what are we doing on on offense for? I mean, to have all of this firepower and to still, I mean, look, we're five and three. We came back from the the division lead, but going back to the eye test, I mean, there have been games this this season where it's just. Offensively, it's been rough. It's to move the ball, to score points. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like, questions like those, like, yeah, could you imagine if the Jets had Herbert? Like, we do have Herbert. Like, how are we not, you know? And we are. Like, we're, we're fine. We're 5-3. and three, But uh, I think that's where fans just naturally, you know, get frustrated. It's like, man, we have Justin fucking Herbert. <laughs> we should be winning by at least 10 points every game, be scoring – 35 a game and just lighting every offensive statistical category on fire. And I think we're getting closer to that. I think, you know, Justin's getting week by week, he's getting a little bit better. And, you know, I think we might start to see some of those throws that we've kind of missed over the last few weeks. But um, let's talk about some defense here, man. I don't want to just spend the whole time talking about the offensive side of the ball because the defensive side of the ball. I think, man, dude, they 
they are the, the kings this year of, of bending and not breaking. Like true. It's it's amazing watching this team, watching this defense over four quarters of a game, just like one quarter they look like dog shit. Next quarter they look like a top five defense. The next quarter they are back to looking not that good. <laughs> and then the next quarter they're they're making a game winning, game sealing play. Uh when it counts. So again, there's times you look at this de- like it just depends on what drive you tune in for. Dude, when you're watching to really like it, it changes every drive. Like there's some drives I I'm watching and I'm like, dude, what the like we cannot stop the run to save our lives. They're gashing us for 6-7 yards of play. Can't get off the field, third down can't I mean all these things, right? And I go go to the bathroom, go grab a drink come back, defense is back on the field again. It's like three and out. So tons of credit for the defense, man. They they continue to ugh, they continue to show up and shut me up because they get off to some of these like brutal starts, but they fight, man. And I know we got injuries, I know we're banked up, but that's what you want to see out of your defense. You want to see them fight and claw and not just roll over, which they have done that too this season already a couple times. So it's just a giant question mark for me. It's awesome to see them play well when it mattered yesterday, secure the win. But what are your thoughts just on this on this 2022 Chargers defense? I yeah, mean, our, it, it's a fair assessment. I think halfway through the season to kind of be like, well, like what what, what would your mid season grade of this defense be? Well, so gave up another 40-yard carry yesterday to Tyler Algier, of all people. So that's definitely not great. Explosive plays on the run game have really been our downfall all season. Um, but, dude, then you look at, for some reason, our defense likes to get down double digits and then just shut the other offense the fuck up. Like, after we got down 10-0 yesterday, punt, 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 and then that absolute beast of a play by Khalil Mack in the red zone where he just absolutely ripped the ball away from Drake London. That's what happened on the next four drives. And then Josh Palmer uh, drops, turned into a pick, short field for the Falcons, and then missed a field goal and punt again for the Falcons. So defensive grade for this season, dude, is, oh, shit. It could be anywhere from a C- minus to a B plus. Like it, like I, Like you said, it literally just depends on the game because some games they come out firing on all no sorry we we don't have games where we come out firing on all cylinders i take that back but they seem to like to respond to adversity they like to seem to finally respond get their shit together when it really matters when we get down early in the game come out make the stops needed and then it gives our time it gives our offense some time to finally get things going and that just seems to be the story of this defense so Man, if I had to give him a grade, though, I would probably go C plus, just due to inconsistency. Like it's literally, it seems like we're watching the same shit every week, but in different forms. If that makes any sense, you know, it's we can get, especially in these wins, we get stops when it matters, but we don't do it consistent enough to really shut down a team. So I would probably give him a C plus. Um, and now you you see. We've had a lot of problems with the run defense. Austin Johnson now out for the season, just announced earlier today. Um, definitely not as big of a piece as like a Joey Bosa is, but definitely not a great look for our rush defense um, for the rest of the year. And But, dude, I mean, Khalil Mack has been balling on a budget this year, especially because apparently he was washed coming into this year. And then, you know, we should – I would guess we'll see Joey Bosa back. I don't know. I don't want to put a timestamp on it, but I'm going to guess maybe three weeks, three weeks from now. Um, and that's when I think that this defense is really going to start to look dangerous. So, Yeah, I think that's a fair grade. Um, going back to the Khalil Mack uh, strip sack, I, I had to pull this up because this is literally all that I've – all that I've been thinking about and that's been on my mind since I saw that in real time. And I was actually kind of surprised no one on Twitter posted this, but this is what I have. This is what, uh, if you're a real meme connoisseur, you'll understand this reference. And if you're 
a SpongeBob fan, you'll understand this reference. But th- this know. was I already know what you're me play. when Khalil Mack took that ball away. Yeah, I, I knew that's exactly where you're going with that, but it's I'll be taking that. I'll be taking that. But yeah, dude, that was SpongeBob purse. What a snatcher. play. Dude, what a play. That was dude, Kalumak's a beast. I love that dude. What a great signing. Good yeah, job. that wasn't that was insane. Um I don't think I've ever I mean, I've seen people just take the ball away from from guys before, but that he just like big brothered Drake London. It was that was that was probably my favorite play of the entire day so glad we we mentioned that because it had to had to be mentioned but going back to your your midseason grade real quick here um I, I I think a solid I mean you said c plus I'm gonna give him a solid c um just because like I I it's it's been really good and it's been really bad and I just I'll kind of just land in the middle um it's hasn't been consistently it hasn't been consistent enough for me to grade it higher. I think if you could just look on their points allowed, uh, I mean, look, they gave up 16 to the Broncos, 17 to the Falcons, 37 to the Seahawks, 24 to the Texans, but really that Texans game, I mean, they you know, they they stopped that that offense pretty much throughout the game, just a couple bad drives that really kind of reflect that score. Um no, 19 to the Raiders. So like they've had games where they've they've shown up and they've they've bended but have not broken. And then they've had games where they've just been completely broken. And so I think a, a mid, you know, a, a straight 75 for me is is what I'll give them so far. Um now I know yeah, they're getting some guys back like you said. I'm really excited to see when Joey Bosa comes back into the fold. I think the original timetable would have been right around, I think, I think the Raiders game, which would be December 4th, possibly the week before that at Arizona, the 27th. Yeah. But I don't think we'll see Bosa or um, who's another guy that I was thinking about here. Well, I know guys like Chris Rumpf we're probably not going to see for the next couple of weeks either. Um, I can honestly see Trey Pipkins going on the, not on the IR, but missing a few weeks with his MCL. I know he's on the offensive side of the ball, but um, I, I just, I don't know who they're going to be able to get back in these next couple of weeks. I'd have to look at here. Let me pull it up here real quick. Yeah, I, I think, uh, Keenan Allen, I mean, that's that's the big one. I think I have no idea, man. I'm not even. I'm like tired of speculating on him because I'm it's not just been so anything. frustrating. Because hamstrings like, are just no so weird. And even Staley said that today. You know, like he's le- he is legitimately day to day because hamstrings are just one of those things. It's you know you could feel perfectly fine the next day, or you know it could get progressively worse in a day it's just yeah yeah, it's just such a weird it's such a weird injury i'm not going to say anything on it i'm not a doctor and nope yeah i'm not going to speculate all i know is out of the people out of the guys that were on their injury list the guys that you would want back over these next couple weeks keenan allen obviously being one of them dustin hopkins i'll be interested to see when we get him back uh jerry tillery mike williams chris rumpf donald parham these are all names that I they're just kind of in limbo right now. Like I don't even I don't even think you can really like bank on getting these guys back. I mean, look, by the time we get these guys back, it could already be too late or they we could be getting them back at perfect time with you know, a couple games to go down the stretch and we're in a position to to clinch. But yeah. I think what we have right now is enough. And yesterday showed that, you know, walking out of Atlanta with a 20 to 17 win, it it wasn't pretty. Pretty much every win we've had this year has not been pretty, but fuck it. Like, I, I'll take a, like, I don't care if they're pretty. I'll take ugly wins all day, stack them up, get to the playoffs and, and see what you can do. Like, 
that's that's really just it. So, um, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited to see how these next couple of weeks go. Uh, we'll we'll lay off talking about the Niners for now because we'll have our pregame episode that will drop on Friday to get you guys ready for the Niners and Chargers Sunday night primetime primetime game. Um, but overall, man, like I just good vibes. Good vibes. Um, you know, th- this team is has made me super frustrated and super high on life already multiple times this year. So I know it's going to be a roller coaster throughout the rest of the season. Um, I think the biggest thing that I would like, look, however the season ends, if it's with the Lombardi trophy or, you know, crying in the confetti or not making the playoffs at all. Uh, the one thing I just I hope to see at some point out of this 2022 Chargers team is just one at least one consistent stretch of football, even if it's just two or three games, um, two or three you know complete games. I, I would just like to see uh, a good game plan with very minimal fuck. Ups. I don't know fuck ups. There you go. Uh, it's just, again, like, I don't care. Like if, if you're going to get the win at the end of the day, I don't fucking care, but it is frustrating to, to just watch this team that we know can operate at a high level, just continue to operate like above average. So like I said, it's good enough for now and we'll take every win. Um, but I think at the end of the day, what keeps charger fans up at night is just, realizing like we don't really we don't know how good this team can be yeah yeah man shit dude i don't now i'm gonna toss and turn tonight um i might overdose on melatonin just putting myself to sleep thinking about this team tonight but if that was negative then i I guess fuck me no no it definitely it definitely wasn't negative negative guy for some reason no it's definitely not negative it's real i just this is what you guys get out of me you're gonna get a realist and I, I don't know if I have a sad twist on things, but I just this is just like no, thoughts that eat me up throughout the day. I'm definitely not saying and you're wrong. I just that the no, that, I'm, not, I'm not saying that you're saying I'm wrong. I'm just for the people listening out there. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that you're being ne- and you're not being negative either necessarily. But yeah, I know that the thoughts of kind of where I'm sitting at is I'm also shit. like a couple beers deep right now, and like I'm starting to ramble. Uh oh. So I apologize go. for that as well. Here we go. Um, shit, man. Yeah, my thoughts is pretty much because I think about that too. I just think about you know it's hard as a fan of a team like this to not think about. Well, shit. What if we had one less injured person? You know, what if we? What if? What if Herbert has one more? Has one more target in? You know, in that Kansas City game. What if? What if Joey Bosa never gets hurt in Jacksonville and we're rocking with Khalil Mack and him on the edge? Like, what if J.C. Jackson turned out to be what we wanted him to be? What if – there's just so many what-ifs surrounding this team. But, you, dude, I'm I'm not going to worry about San Fran till later this week. Everyone knows in this yeah. fan base, within this franchise, this season has not gone how we've wanted it to. We had very high expectations. They haven't necessarily been met. But we're at five and three right now, and at second in the division by one game. And the Raiders and the Broncos are not a threat at all. You know, no. I'm not saying that we're going to come out and win this division. I'm not worried about that whatsoever. But I mean, we got one more game against those two. We got the Cardinals coming up. We got Colts who have been underperforming. Rams who have been underperforming. Um, you know, yeah. Niners. Niners I is definitely like- winnable game. We 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 every game is winnable when you have a guy like Justin Herbert at quarterback. Let's be honest. Like he can just yeah. the amount of things he can do is just absolutely absurd. Even with with literal Dollar General employees that he's throwing to, like yeah, he's just he's so talented. And you know Lombardi Lombardi for me took a step forward yesterday. You know I I had no complaints about any play calls yesterday. Um, our really our only errors were ones that we did ourselves like i mean i'm talking yeah. like the austin eckler fumble which ended up not really costing us like it definitely should have or could have um the pick was that's 100 on josh palmer um but shit man i just i'm gonna take i'm gonna take five and three right now definitely 
because this roster right now is so 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 banged up that we we are definitely could be sitting at you know like a we could be sitting at two and six right now or we could have had some oh yeah for sure see see we could have we could have some plays that have gone our way that didn't um but then you also got to look at the other way that there's plays that didn't go our way that we could have had you know that's just that's the beauty of football like i think if you've been a fan long enough of the chargers like you've seen multiple like like all those different scenarios that you just mentioned like we've seen that unfold throughout different seasons you know like we've seen you know teams just get like charger teams get derailed by week seven or eight you know kind of like i think of like the raiders season this year and how i don't feel bad because it's the raiders but like how nothing can go right for them it seems like like we we have bad injury luck and you know that doesn't go the way that we would like it to go but nothing is going right for the raiders and i i'd laugh because you know watching the jaguars come back and beat them yesterday was just like a cherry on top to my sunday because fuck the raiders but i also like had deep down i had like this tiny bit of like sympathy because i'm like fuck man I, i i know that feeling i'm like the chart i've 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 seen those chargers seasons where it just gets derailed and it's like a two and six, three and seven team. And it, it, it's just everything that can go wrong does go wrong. And that's definitely not our season. We've, we've had a lot of things not go our way injuries and, and everything else. But um, yeah, man, I, I think you nailed it, man, to be five and three with everything that we've already endured this season um, is a win. And, you know, it just, it sends good vibes to be five and three on a victory Monday. You know, we're, we're in a, a boat that fuck half the, half the teams in the league aren't in, you know, cause half the team's got to win, half the team's got to lose. And, um, it just makes for a fun season. You know, when you're five and three after, after eight weeks and playoffs are still there, everything you want is still in front of you and still attainable. And I think, uh, as a fan base, that's just, you know, the number one thing to get excited about. So, so I'm happy I guess, real quick. Go ahead. Um, you know, I know that you mentioned, you mentioned that one, the really the one thing that you want to see from this team ending the season is just some consistency, pretty much like a, just a good streak of good football. You know, what is, mm-hmm. what would like, like, let's say record wise or like a goal for the end of the season. Like when it, when like we're talking about finishing, like, you know, like, do you just want to see like a 500 team? Do you want to see a playoff team? Do you want to see a playoff run team? Cause Let's be honest, before the season our our goals was, you know, Super Bowl. Like we had the we definitely had the pieces. I'm not gonna deny mm-hmm. that we ever didn't have the pieces. It's just been, you know, poor injury luck, you know, some bad play calling, just some not great situational football at times. But what what would you say what is your what is your goal for like other than to see them play more consistently, maybe record wise, or where do you want to see them finish this season that you would be happy with as a fan of this team considering what we've seen through the first eight weeks yeah no that's a great great uh question um look i think they're sitting at five and three scanning what's left on the schedule i can see three to four more losses um so i i I think 10 and 7 is where this team this team should be this team is and should be better than 10 and 7 or a 10 and 7 team when it's all said and done um i think that gets you win we'll have to see how hairy things get with i mean the afc right now like i said is just uber competitive i mean the afc east is there's not a losing team in that division at the moment um you still have the chiefs you still have uh, the Brown or not the Browns, the Bengals and the uh, the Ravens. So th- this thing is wide open. Um, but I think ten and seven gets you in, and I th- I think that's, I mean shit. Looking at what's left, I think ten and seven, eleven and six, but still going to be. I'll take the ten and seven. Um, I'll be I'll be a little bit of a pessimist. I'll say ten and seven. You know, I can see four more losses on the schedule, but. That also means you finish, you finish 
the last nine weeks at a five and four. So you're still above 500 finishing the season off. Um, and then to answer your question as where are my expectations playoff wise for this team now that we've seen half a season of football, definitely a playoff team. Um, I think the beauty of this team actually now that we've lost a lot of guys and some guys for the rest of the year, some guys we might get back. I think, I think, let me spin it this way. I think it's actually better for the chargers to not be the number one seed in favor going into the playoffs. I think with injuries that takes away some expectations. Oh, they don't have this guy. They don't have that guy. Oh, they don't have this big piece. So I, th- I think some of those kind of start to leave a little bit and it might free this team up to play a little looser, a little, a little faster and, and just be like, fuck it. You know, we're, we're not expected to go be a Super Bowl favorite anymore. We just, all we have to do is make the playoffs, make the dance and anything can happen. Um, that might help a team like this play a little looser, um, feel like they don't have as much to lose and just go out and, and see where the rest of the season takes them. I mean, I, I still firmly believe as, as long as they make it, they could get bounced round one. And I think all of Chargers, Twitter, fan base, is still going to view it as a, as a successful season because we can finally cross off the fucking list of Herbert not making the playoffs. Like, that is done, over with. I don't have to fucking hear that stupid-ass propaganda ever again. Um and I think it saves some jobs. I think it saves Staley's job. I think it saves Telesco's job. I think it can even, God, I can't believe I'm saying this, might even save Lombardi's job. God damn it. I mean, yeah, take that however you want. But, uh, yeah, man, I think they this, this team's still good enough to, to make the playoffs. I think they will. And I think because of what's already happened throughout the first half of the season, it's already a different team. I think it's already – you can't judge it the same way we judged them in camp. Like, they've they've lost some big pieces. So, I think in the long run it might actually help them, you know, kind of in the same way. Sorry, Dodger fans. But Padres this season, you know, didn't have Tatis, didn't have some, some pieces, and they just said, fuck it. Um, we're going to go out and play and have fun, and whatever your guys' expectations are for us, like – we have our own, and um, I think it potentially could gel this team together. You know, playing without some of those big pieces. Sorry, yeah, I, I said goddamn it because somebody tried to FaceTime me in the middle, and I got my AirPods in, and that's just an absolute ear rape. But no, nah, man, I, I, I yeah, okay, well, cool. That's what that's what's the beauty of having the AirPods in. But um, yeah, I think I I actually really like what you say about you know it's it's kind of like now we're just kind of a loose cannon. You know, we can just say. Like, fuck it. Like, we've, we're missing so many people. Five and three, we shouldn't even be here right now. Um, like, we can literally just go into every game and hang our balls out and have nothing to lose, I think. And I think that's kind of the beauty of this team going forward is, especially yesterday, I think yesterday was a great stepping stone forward of what we can accomplish, even though, even with how many pieces we're missing, you know, we were letting Justin Herbert air it out. You know, he definitely wasn't averaging three yards of attempt yesterday. Um I think that, yeah, I think we're definitely looking up for the rest of the season. I think, you know, if we if we just hang in there, let's say these next, like, three weeks, especially these next two weeks, man, the, like, definitely two games that are winnable, but we're definitely going to be some heavy underdogs uh, these next two weeks. I saw the opening line for Sunday night's already seven, seven and a half um, in favor of the Niners. Um, but, man, if we if we just hang around these next two, three weeks, we're going to get some pieces back. Uh, we're going to get into some really, really winnable games. And as long as we play our best football, which honestly, our best football that we played this year was week one against Las Vegas, um, especially on the yeah. defensive side of the ball, I would say. Uh, that was that was really what I wanted to see from that defense week one. Obviously, week one goals are insanely lofty, and they definitely met my expectations well. So, um I think that we our best football is still ahead of us. You know, we're going to get guys back in these coming weeks. 
and we're gonna put ourselves into into some positions to succeed for sure and fuck man i'm excited but for me i think it's got to be playoffs man i'm not you know i probably won't be overly disappointed let's say we finish nine and eight or ten and seven if we finish 500 and miss it i'll i mean i'll be upset about missing it but i won't be absolutely crushed but well we can't finish 500 anymore what you can mean? either finish oh above well okay i meant i meant above 500 god whatever but okay fucking uh guy knows ball but um yeah no <laughs> sorry i meant i meant like a few games above 500 as in like nine and eight or let's say that you somehow miss at 10 and seven which is definitely possible in the afc like you were mentioning but yeah like let's you got to look at some things like Things are playing out, Zach, or I mean, Josh Allen's set to miss maybe the next four weeks with a all of a sudden elbow injury that just popped up out of nowhere today. You know, other teams are going to miss some people. Obviously, we're probably big Saints fans tonight against the Ravens. Um, yeah, man, I just think if, yeah. if things fall the way, fall, things don't even need to fall the way necessarily that they have to. But if we get in as a seven seed and let's say that we get our asses whooped by the two seed. Fuck it. We got in as a we got in. We got in as a seventh seed and I'm happy. So Yeah. I'm just gonna try to have a positive outlook football. going forward. And playoff football, anything yeah. can happen, man. So Yeah. Anything can happen. And it's just from a fan, like you want your team to be playing in January. It just makes the whole season worth it. Um I mean, it it was so refreshing to come off cheering for a team um that hadn't really made the playoffs for over a decade and then all of a sudden goes you know, almost to the, the world series. So it's just fun, man. Like the buzz, the excitement you get from a fan, just from your team being there at the end of the year makes all of it worth it. Whether or not you make it to the big game at the end of the season, win it all, whatever, like it's just, you know, I I think that's the thing that fans are hungry for the most is just that feeling of a game getting ready to start and it's the playoffs and it's your team. Um, those are just fun, like exciting times, right? And it's good vibes. It's um, great as vibes. Fans, yeah. As great fans, vibes. we just, we haven't had enough of that over the last decade of chargers football to really, I mean, you, you, you learn not to take it for granted at all. You know, when we, when we played uh, Baltimore in 2018 and in New England, um, you know, those again, like just, Fun times to be a fan, man. You, there's a certain buzz in the air that isn't there for the first 17, 18 weeks. And it's just, however, however this season ends, uh, I think it will end in a playoff game. Win, loss, I don't know. But uh, I, I think you're right, man. I think the best football is yet to be played for this 2022 version of this organization. And... Yeah, I, I don't know how how it unfolds all the way from here, but I like the way I feel about it. Hey, we're here for the ride, baby. Um, you know, let's be happy. Let's be happy with this massive win yesterday and fuck it, move yes, on sir. to San San Fran primetime Sunday night. So but I'm gonna I'm gonna take some I'm gonna take a day or two to still soak in this Falcons win and then I'll worry about San Fran. So on to the next one, baby. Yes, sir, man. Next guy up mentality. That's right. Next man up mentality. I think we'll see that a few more times or with a few more uh, guys this week. And yeah, man, let's uh, one game at a time. Like you said, fuck it. We got nothing to lose really at this point. I mean, we do, but it's that mentality of, you know what? Five and three, we shouldn't even really be here with all the injuries we have. So let's just go out and fucking see where this thing goes. So good stuff, man. Have anything else you want to add to the conversation? Otherwise, I'm gonna get off and go eat some food. No, I'm about to go get some sushi from High V, so I'm looking forward to that. So, ooh, good stuff, man. Some um, gas. So, I've had their sushi a few times. It's 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 pretty good for. It's, I mean, for like for sitting market sushi for not being good. fresh and just sitting there in a fridge area, yeah. in a cooling area. It's it does the trick. So, good stuff, man. Well. You guys have listened to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour. I believe this is episode number 47. And we enjoyed and talked about the Chargers win over the Falcons 20 to 17. Chargers improved to five and three. And they have the Niners coming up this weekend. So 
Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Powder Hour Pod LA for all the latest news and updates about the podcast and of course about our bolts. Bolt up. Peace. <laughs>